Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment Podcast with the team at Mach 1 Financial Group. The Mach 1 Market Moment Podcast starts now. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the Mach 1 Market Moment. I'm Mark Kaywood alongside the team at Mach 1 Financial Group. That's David Lee, Matt Walters, and Kyle Alexander. Got Kyle on the show today. Find them online at mock-1financial.com. That's mock-the-number-one-financial.com, or you can reach out and call the office at 479-876-2100. That's 479-876-2100. With that, Kyle, hello. Welcome into the show. How are we doing? Mark, I'm doing great, man. I'm so glad to have you on the can with me today. (laughs) As they say in, uh, what's that movie? I can't remember. Oh, brother, where art thou, yep. right? Well, uh, come over here and up. sing into my can. Is speak that how that up works? into the can now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, yeah, man, it's good Good to have you on the air with us today, man. Yes. It's been a little bit. It's been a bit indeed. Good to have you on. As always, we've got some exciting things we're going to get to today. Let's kick it off with the latest news. Extra, extra, read all about it. Well, let's dive into the news and see what's been going on in the world around us. We love to take some of the headlines and see whether they might apply to your finances. Kyle, Seattle implemented a soda tax at the beginning of the year. And so far, get this, it's brought in $10 million in revenue. What's your opinion of taxes like this that are designed to change people's buying habits? Wow, man, that's quite a haul, isn't it? So I don't know. I don't know what that tax is in Seattle being out here in Arkansas. We're not exactly in that mindset, I don't guess. But we do have a soda tax now here in this state as well. So I don't know what Seattle's charging, but sounds like they're stepping up the ante a little bit more than perhaps we are here in Arkansas. So it's interesting. But to answer your question, you know, I get what government is trying to do relative to these types of taxes, as you call it, the soda tax. But I don't agree with it. And as you can imagine, being um, from the South as I am and being a relative conservative, you know, these kind of things really do disturb me a little bit. And, you know, I also get the reasoning behind it, right? It's, you know, government, big brother, whatever you want to call them, is trying to influence healthy behavior, right? Perhaps the so-called soda tax or sin tax, as, as I like to call it, you know, it's been around a long time. It's been around probably slightly after there were taxes. I don't know when taxes started, but certainly it was around before Christ. So I'm sure there was a sin tax in Rome on something, <laughs> but I don't know what it was. But, you know, if you think back on all of this, let's consider some taxes on things such as tobacco and liquor and beer, wine, gambling windfalls, and now it's on soda. You know, perhaps there are some places where there's a tax on salty snacks. You know, what's next? I mean, taxes on plastic bottles or bags. Oh, wait a second. That's already out there, right? So in Europe, when I was there this summer, they already have those taxes. So, you know, it's it is government and it is a valiant attempt in trying to manage human behavior in mass. And I get it. But, you know, I just have to say that. Policing unwanted or unhealthy behaviors through taxing in order to pay for the rising social cost or medical cost with health issues, et cetera, it just seems wrong. And uh, I will tell you, my personal opinion is, you know, there are a lot of, and I don't want to come off as sounding pious, but I would say that the government or our authorities are trying to offset all of these social costs and essentially transfer them to the potential people that government will have to support in the future, those people who are making bad choices, 
And so there's a pot of money to do that with. I think our elected officials and, of course, their unelected appointees are primarily the individuals responsible for making these decisions. And I think the unelected appointees are the ones that are put in place to kind of enforce it and get things moving in that direction. My real concern is wherever this goes, when you collect $10 million or whatever huge windfall amount it might be from this tax revenue on on sins or unwanted behaviors, I want to know where those funds go, right? I want to know how those funds are allocated to deal with whatever social issues they feel are being created by poor behavior or bad decisions. And if those tax dollars or revenue uh, funds get collected, do they end up in the right pockets to kind of help police the very things that they're targeted to police? So if the tax revenues are applied 100% to the behavior education or healthcare cost they feel are being warranted by the tax itself, then that's not such a bad thing. But how much of that tax revenue is being diverted for other pet projects, things we don't even know about? And those are the controls that I'm talking about. So here's some other questions that concern me. You know, so how does it impact the businesses that create these choices, these sinful choices, or manufacture those products? You know, does it make these products harder to buy? Does it, you know, put a cap on the volume that that people would consume anyway? Or does it just create some sort of profit margin buffer for that? provider of that service or good to say, well, you know, the tax is what makes that so expensive. In the end, man, we live in a free country and most of us try to make really good decisions in our lives. You know, we work hard. We're generally God-fearing, good neighbors who want, you know, really what is best for our families and, and our friends too. And for, you know, this group of folks that, that fall into this category These taxes just seem like Big Brother trying to tell us what we should do and what is best. And I actually find that very offensive. Uh, Don't think that that's government's place ever to tell us how to behave, especially if you fall into what I believe is that pious category that I mentioned earlier. So when government does this to us, when it actually targets the small minority that these taxes are intended to influence, I suspect that that category or demographic that would continue to behave this way anyhow um, will do so regardless of the tax. And they're going to continue to live in a way that isn't healthy and live in the extremes with less discipline and so forth. And so what you end up with is an environment where you've got one category of people who are trying to do the right thing, who occasionally buy a soda or a snack, which is the large majority, offsetting the cost of the minority that are creating problems with their extreme behaviors and not following any sort of normal moderation of consumption on those things that we have sin taxes on. So if only the tax could make a proper judgment about human conduct or behavior and the intent before the tax was even levied, it might be a good, fair vehicle for changing behavior. And it might actually be more fairly applied, right? And until that happens, it just goes to show you that when a tax gets put in place, you can never get rid of it. The majority will pay for the minority of the folks who are making these bad decisions. 
and they'll continue to pay for those situations because the majority can foot the bill and ultimately will help our government levy or authorities levy these taxes uh, to continue to pay for social programs and our country's debts as well as our mismanagement. And that is called tax creep and sounds good on the uh, outset, but in the end, it becomes a problem for the majority. And that's the part I don't like. I like how you call that tax creep, Kyle. I think that's certainly something we need to be aware of as we plan for our own financial lives. I think tax creep is something that you have to be aware of across the board. Taxes are at historic lows right now, which tells us that, you know, I don't know if it'll be a Republican or a Democrat. We're not trying to get political, right. but realistically, no. taxes are going to come up. And so as you plan for retirement, you need to be aware of the tax consequences of your investments. I know that you are able to help folks, you and the team at Mach 1 Financial group are able to help folks think through questions like that when they come in for a visit with your team. What's that visit look like? And you talk often of a complimentary review. What is that that you're offering to folks out there? Yeah, Mark. So it's real simple. We um, we want to help people make good decisions. And I'm starting to sound like the very big brother that, uh, that I'm railing against, right? But if you do it in a way that is free, consultative, we listen to the needs of the people that come in. We hear what their concerns are, and we try to put together a plan that's going to work for them, both with their budget as well as with their investment strategies and their risk tolerance and all of those things. We'll do what is called a retirement analysis, and it's pretty comprehensive. And we will do that for free. It doesn't cost anything. There is no obligation. Ultimately, we, we want people to have the information they need to make a good decision. And if you know the health consequences are some of something, like we were talking about before with the syntax or something like that on tobacco or the health impact of soda or whatever, and you know what those situations are, then you can make good decisions, but you also have your free will to make bad ones too. And so we want to kind of help you educate yourself around maybe the best decisions to make given your own personal situation. And we'll be happy to do that. Again, there's no obligation and it's free of charge. So hopefully we can help those folks that call. If you'd like to come in for a visit with the team at Mach 1 Financial Group, you can do so by picking up the phone and giving them a call, getting on the calendar. All you have to do is dial the number 479-876-2100. That's 479-876-2100. Call, tell them you want to come in for a visit. Just leave a message. They'll get back to you. And you can pick a time that's convenient for you to come in and meet with Kyle Alexander and the other guys, David Lee, Matt Walters, retirement income planning specialist. All of them would be happy to sit down with you. All you have to do is call 479-876-2100. That's 479-876-2100. Well, Kyle, as always, it has been a pleasure. Hey, Mark, it's always great to get on the line with you, man. I appreciate that. appreciate your, uh, your support. Get that education out in the field. That's right. We'll do it all again next time on another edition of the Mach 1 Market Moment. Advisory services through Capel Advisory Solutions, LLC, DBA Fusion Capital Management. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the potential loss of principal. Please see full disclosures at www.mock-1financial.com.